sound kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the sound kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the sound kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owens be cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 25th of November, the 329th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 36 days left in 2023. The quiz answer this week is about Poland. And as luck would have it, I just finished reading a very interesting novel by one of Poland's beloved contemporary writers, Olga Tokarczuk. It's called Flights, and it won the 2018 Man Booker International Prize, which is the same year she won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Wow, what a year that must have been for her. Anyway, Flights are individual stories about traveling, held together by a central narrator, but wide-ranging over time and place. In one sequence, the narrator buys something in a local store. On the packaging are little info bits, which I thought I'd share with you. Since the world population is estimated at over 7.5 billion, you should, in theory, share your birthday with over 20 million people. The world's shortest war was fought between the United Kingdom and the Zanzibar Sultanate on August 27, 1896. The conflict lasted 38 minutes. More people are killed by donkeys every year than die in airplane crashes. Starting at the age of 30, humans begin to slowly shrink. If you wind up at the bottom of a well, you'll be able to see the stars even during the day. Due to the Earth's rotation, throwing something westward will send it flying farther than if it's going east. And my favorite, the word lethologica, which describes the state of being unable to recall the word you're looking for, which happens more often than not to me these days, so I'm happy to know there's a formal name for my condition. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Tokarczuk. This is Radio France International. Let's find out what's cooking in the Sound Kitchen. Paul Myers is off this week, so you're stuck with just me. But Erwan is here, and he's got a dynamite music for Erwan in store for you. There's the listener's corner, too, so don't touch that dial. The Sound Kitchen and Susanna Wensby's Cooking. Mmm, yummy. Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I, because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 
31st of October, I asked you a question about Poland's mid-October general elections. The right-wing Law and Justice Party lost its parliamentary majority to three opposition parties who have vowed to form a coalition and restore democratic standards. You were to write in and answer these questions. What was the voter turnout? And when was the last time voter turnout was so high? The answer is, to quote our article, election officials said turnout was more than 72%, the highest since the fall of communism in 1989. There was an interesting note about this from our Danish listener, Hans Werner Lolika. He wrote, for a Scandinavian, 72% is really low, but there's a simple explanation. In communist times, you got a fine and even a prison sentence if you did not vote. So freedom in Poland means also the right to stay home and not vote. Interesting, no? Thanks for that insight, Hans, who comes from a country where voter turnout for parliamentary elections is in the high 80s. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. If you could change your name, what would you change it to and why? You'll hear the answers later in the listener's corner, so stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club member Radhakrishna Pillai from Kerala State in India. Radhakrishna is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, If I were to change my name, I would change it to Gautama Buddha. I adore his principles and his lifestyle. The respect towards him and the love for his name I feel led me to give the name Gautam Krishna to my eldest son. Congratulations, Radhakrishna, and may your son live up to his name as well as he can. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are Ekbal Hossein, a member of the RFI International DX Radio Listeners Club in Murshidabad, India, and Mukta Banu, who's a member of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Nalgaon, Bangladesh. Also from Bangladesh, RFI Listeners Club members Mizanur Rahman from Dhaka, and Abdul Manan, teacher from Sirajganj. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The campaign trail is hotting up ahead of presidential elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo. A day after the launch of incumbent leader Felix Chisikedi's campaign, Moise Katumbi, the leader of the opposition Together for the Republic Party, announced his run for the office. But you know all about it because you read RFI English journalist Melissa Shimam's article, DRC opposition leader Moise Katumbi officially launches presidential campaign, right? In her article, Melissa writes about how many candidates are currently in the field. Among them is a Nobel Peace Prize laureate. And there's your question or questions. What is his name? In which year did he win the Peace Prize? And why was he awarded the prize? Again, reread Melissa Shimam's article, DRC opposition leader Moise Katumbi officially launches presidential campaign and send in the answers to these three questions. What is the name of the Nobel Peace Prize laureate running for president in the DRC's December presidential elections? 
also tell me in which year he won the prize and why he was awarded the Nobel Academy's highest honor. You'll find Melissa's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question was suggested by Moriam Nessa Momu from Bogura, Bangladesh. She wants to know, and this is such a good question, how can one be easily happy? It is, in fact, quite easy to be happy if you decide to allow yourself to be and you don't live in a war zone. Again, this week's bonus question, suggested by Moriam Nessa Momo from Bagura, Bangladesh, is how can one be happy easily? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. I just told you my take on the question. I keep myself happy most days by appreciating the small things life throws my way. A tree's beautiful leaves, a baby's smile, big smiles on other people's faces, the joy I feel riding a bike even. What about you? You have until the 18th of December to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 23rd of December to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service.fr at rfi.fr You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone Dial plus 336-3112-9682 That's plus 336-3112-9682 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your RFI Club membership number Bonjour, my name is Jörg Hoffmann from Germany and you are listening to The Sound Kitchen on Radio France International. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. The question you answered for this week is, if you could change your name, what would you change it to and why? Dipita Chakrabarti said she would never change her name. This is what she wrote. My name, Dipita, comes from the Sanskrit word divya, which means something that is charming, beautiful, and focused. It was lovingly given to me by my parents. Though I am not as talented as the name signifies, people love and know me by that name for what I am. So I wouldn't change it for another come what may. A few other listeners expressed the same to Pita, like Fatima Tujzara. She wrote, first of all, I don't want to change my name because my father and mother chose my name with love and affection. But if I really had to change my name, I would choose for myself Mother Teresa because Mother Teresa was such a compassionate person. I love her saying, go forth into the outer world now and love every man. 
So even if I will not change my name, if God gives me a girl child, I will name her Mother Teresa. Dear Father Stephen Wara would also choose the name of peacemakers. He wrote, if I must, my new name would be either Mahatma Gandhi or Marshall Rosenberg. Both men took a nonviolent approach to resolving the different forms of life conflicts between individual persons or nations. Kashif Khalil wrote, if I were to change my name, I would choose Adil, which means justice, because I always stand up for what is right, even if I'm standing alone. Hans van der Lolleke's name follows traditional Danish naming of children. He wrote, I'm named Hans after my grandfather on my father's side, as I am the eldest grandson. Werner was the name of my mother's only brother. I like this traditional system, but if for some reason I were to change my name, I would prefer the name Johan, which was the name of both my grandfather's fathers, and they were both entrepreneurs in their time. And what did our sporty Muhammad Shamim choose? Rashidi Yakini, his favorite Nigerian football player. As for me, I'm sticking with Your Majesty. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Moriam Nessa Momo, is how can one be happy easily? Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. I am Erwan Rob. And I'm happy to be with you every week. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the recent presidential elections in Liberia. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And remember, do not confuse human beings, our brothers and sisters, with their governments. Shalom. Salam. Peace. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan chose the Japanese jazz composer and pianist Hiromi. Whoa, what a force of nature. She was born in 1979, started piano at age six, and played with the Czech Philharmonic when she was only 14, and played with Czech Korea when she was but 17. Imagine. She'd been introduced to jazz at the age of eight, and that's where life led her. First to the Berklee School of Music in Boston, where she was mentored by Ahmad Jamal, and then straight on to a professional career, she was signed to the jazz label Telarc before she even graduated. She formed a trio she called Sonic Bloom with fellow students from Berkeley, and away they went, playing the world's top jazz festivals and venues to critical and popular acclaim. Along the way, she added a fourth musician to the group, which is the ensemble you'll hear now in her composition, Wanted. Hiromi is playing piano, 
synthesizer, and a keyboard. Not just another pretty face, this young powerhouse. Enjoy, and thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.
Thank <laughs> you.